This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome back to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. Mm -hmm. I've got Mr. Cooper and Ashford with me today for another Fireside episode. This is part two to the one we originally filmed. So if you would like to check out what we did today, make sure you go back and watch Fireside Part 1 where Cooper lit this awesome fire next to us. Yep. And we kind of went over our day. But today... It was explosive. One thing that we absolutely love about this podcast, one, we're doing this out of just genuine um, interest and just the passion for the outdoors and the, totally. the industry, and we've requested that you guys send in some topic ideas or questions that we could address for you guys to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Yeah, this is a good outlet. Like, it's We've a good made one. a lot of mistakes. Yeah. We <laughs> should share those mistakes so people don't have to... Uh, Make them their themselves. Oh, hey, we got someone driving by. We got a look fan. at this. This is live. It's fan driving hey guys, by. brand new Ram. Ram truck. Yeah, Ram truck. Got the LED light package. I dig it. But for hey. real, talking about the podcast, I, I think it. We originally discussed doing a podcast sitting around a fire. Totally. Talking about how many mistakes we've made, mm. or things that we should share, or how many questions I field a day on certain product. And podcast is the perfect just platform to to cover all of it yeah well we spent and i mean speaking of mistakes <laughs> like toyota i mean okay Sorry. <laughs> We're <rolling there> already. <laughs> so here we go we're gonna dive into this one mr dalton uh reached out to us and we want to address his question him and his wife have a 2009 forerunner mm-hmm. uh they're running icon springs some old old man emu springs um icon out in the rear old man emu up front uh, they're doing a lot of cool things. So they, they they're building this this forerunner so they can do some overlanding. Um, sounds like he's a pretty handy guy, but he did uh, have some questions. He stumbled upon our podcast. 
Uh, loved what he was listening to, so he reached out to podcast. Mr. Dalton? That, uh, no, his name is Dalton. His last name oh. is, I'm going to butcher it, Keen. K-E-E-N-E. Yeah, Keen. Keen. Dalton Keen, we are here uh-huh. to answer your question, which these two people hey, Mr. Keen. sitting next to me are very excited to talk about. Oh, yeah. But his question, to be very specific, oh, is... Yeah. I'm excited about um, this one. Basically, Toyota versus Jeep. What are the differences? Why is there such a disconnect between those people? Aside from one solid axle, one's uh, IFS, uh, independent front suspension. Um, what are the main differences and what keeps these kind of clicks or groups, if you will, um, from not communicating with each other? It sounds like there was, uh, during his research, a lot of disconnect between the Jeep crowd, the Toyota crowd, and, and them not really talking to each other and you, you know, figure it out. That, so. that's an interesting one. And and I, to to speak to it, I'm going to talk about the stuff that I know. And I I know I know Jeeps, and I know um, company company wise, their focus has been a little bit different. The focus Toyota has and the focus Jeep has have been two like polar opposites. And and I can tell you the things I like about my Jeep, and the reason why I have two of them, and I've pretty much always always had one i uh they're they're simple it's straight axle straight axles work really good they flex really good it crawls really good um the new jl platform in particular they knocked it out of the park and and i've talked about that in previous podcasts like that thing kills it off-road like it is incredible how well that thing works well and aside from just suspension and its its off-road capability the different motor options you have with oh, that yeah. is, is enticing as well and and i tell you what that diesel option is yeah. awesome diesel two liter turbo two liter turbo four that, ie that rips um, even the three six really with the e-torque we'll get to you ash don't worry yeah don't worry <laughs> nobody, <laughs> i'm just nobody the middle really wants to Mr. Keen knew what he was getting into. Nobody really wants to hear about Toyota. Sorry, Forerunners are awesome. We've, we've built, we've built, we've built a couple of Forerunners. <laughs> but uh, like, it, as far as uh, as far as like Jeeps go, like my my Jeep, I'm gonna talk about Punkin because Punkin's built and it's been used a lot. I got fifty thousand miles on it now. It's a 2000, uh, 2019. Um, and uh, it's it's been phenomenal, right? Like it is. I got a uh, Rubicon um, two liter turbo with the uh, e torque um, assist on it. I did a three and a half inch lift um, with uh, uh, rock crawler coils. Um, I did the SDI E Click Pro um, shocks on it. Uh, all TerraFlex, um, their uh, Alpine uh, IR link arms, and then. Um, uh, their drag links, their uh, their and their drag links are super beefy, forged um, drag links front and rear, uh, uh, track bar front and rear. Sorry, drag link up front, all forged, and then uh, 538 gears, factory lockers. Did RCVs in the front so that I could get rid of that inner axle disconnect. Um, did a set of uh, chromoly shafts out back, and then put some 17 by 9 KMC machetes on it and. Uh, 40-inch tires, and the thing's been flawless for, for 50,000-plus miles. That's a pretty lightweight build, too, for, yes. for the Jeep industry. Yeah. There's no spare. Uh, you're not running a lot of gear. You don't even bring a toolbox with you. No, a lot which of we have found too. on previous yeah, podcast Yeah, and I, I used a lot of aluminum. The front, uh, 
The front bumper is a Nemesis aluminum uh, bumper. Um, I did the Artec uh, fender flare bracket so that I could two-piece the Rubicon flares, which already sit two inches higher, give myself the most amount of up travel that I could get out of that suspension. Did the Nemesis aluminum inner fender liners front and rear. Did the Artec full aluminum skid plate. Uh, um, and then the XS... Uh, uh, engineering um, rock sliders and frame chop rear bumper which sucked that rear bumper in about <coughs> three inches for a little bit more uh, departure angle a little bit better departure angle and I think one of the one of the key things here to to keep in mind from an overlanding perspective not necessarily a rock crawling perspective is the Jeep side of things it's the number one accessorized vehicle in the market no matter what Planet. you want for it you can get it yeah and i say that all the time to guys <laughs> getting smoked out over here oh boy <laughs> i say that all the time to guys it's i mean the jeep is the harley davidson of right right i mean everybody and anybody makes you can buy catalogs that are just for jeeps correct well and you you kind of hit the nail on the head there too i mean they're as far as those categories go when it comes to like rock crawling jeep jeep is definitely way more synonymous with rock right. crawling than that so it really comes down to the the definition of of off-roading for you and what what it is that uh, you I agree. you want to end up doing with the rig because the two platforms they are complete polar opposites as far as what what they're meant for and and i think with the addition of of all the amenities and everything else that the jeep wrangler um jl in particular has added this year that gap has narrowed quite a bit. I mean, as far as getting out and camping, you got a lot of room in a jail. Yeah, yeah you I, do. I, that's something that I'd touch a lot, I, you know, touch bases on quite a bit with customers when I get this question myself. And truth be told, I'm a diehard Toyota guy. I've been into Toyotas since I was old enough to know what a truck was. So I've had a lot of them over the years. I've built a lot of them. This is my Tacoma behind us now. And they are total polis, polar opposite platforms. You cannot compare the two. Mm. the Tacoma side or Tacoma, the Toyota side is, I want to say more of the, the gateway of off-road when you're just getting into it. And the Jeep is by far more heavy on the extreme off-road side, the rock crawling, right. things like that, especially with the support on the accessory side. Mm -hmm. But we, we had this, this discussion just briefly this morning or maybe this afternoon. And the last time that I would put, and this has come from a Toyota guy, the last time I would put Toyota and Jeep in the same category would maybe be 80s, 90s. Right. Like when we're comparing CJ, YJ compared to a solid axle Toyota Hilux or pickup, yeah. which I've owned myself, and they're killer platforms. But Jeep has really done a great job in the last, well, since the JL, really, yeah. 2018 18. to current. They've really jumped leaps and bounds ahead of the competition with the engines. I mean, previously they had nothing to write home about when it came to the engine and drivetrain i mean dana 30 dana 44 right. a minivan motor there really wasn't anything there that ever drew me to them right and then now offering two liter turbo offering eco diesel offering the gladiator with a oh, pickup jumping bed. into the truck category with the gladiator exactly and i've always yeah. been a truck guy like i couldn't go jeep because i wanted to haul my bikes right. how do i haul my bikes if i don't have a truck bed right. i'd have to pull a trailer and that defeats the purpose of you know owning a rig in the first place so well, and i think that gladiator 2 is also like it's jeep's way of 
to a certain extent, like tapping into that overlanding market. Oh yeah. Because those, the JK, for example, I've seen a ton of guys that put the rooftop tents, as many accessories as they can on the outside of it, load the backup with, with drawers, everything. And next thing you know, they're on the side of the road cause they overheated cause right. they completely you overloaded it gear. where 8, you necessarily might not have that same issue if you're in a forerunner. So right. I think Although there is this big disconnect that Dalton is talking about, I think you're going to see a lot more of these Tacomas and Gladiators and other Jeeps and Toyotas meshing together as the industry moves forward because that Gladiator is the perfect platform. If if you wanted to build the ultimate Overland truck right now, um, I mean, you get the best of both worlds. You get you get the truck bed um which there's tons of options there um, you get all you the, get the engine, straight axle options which really yeah. if i if i was building the gladiator right now i'd get it with that three liter diesel yeah that thing's epic yeah that, I mean, that's the same truck we've been talking about for years i want a truck that has exactly. solid axles right yeah i want a diesel yeah turbocharged diesel i want a high count transmission as yep. in multiple speed and truck bed they knocked it out of the park. One, and I think you know one of the other things. Let, let's take the aftermarket support out of it for a second here. Sure. And I think this is where this is where the the platforms like really shine, um, and where I think we're in a really good spot as far as being consumers go for the next couple of years. But like, if you if you take okay, you get a Tacoma TRD Pro, and you get a Gladiator Rubicon diesel. Leave them bone stock, and you head out in the wild. The Toyota will definitely last the longest. <laughs> it, it will still be here in 20 years. It will still be here in 20 years, but it's not going to get to all the places that that Jeep will in stock form. True, but I think part of his question, and, and that's where I think it's it's a tough d- debate or discussion because we're talking about wheeling and overlanding, like, I, oh, I, I'm talking about getting to the places you want to get to. And, yeah, there's and as an far advantage as, with Jeep, as for sure. capabilities go, and, and again, this is taking the, the aftermarket out of it, stock setup, that Jeep's going to go more places. It's going to get you It's going to get you further. And know, then you, Toyota's, I mean, you buy it, and it says, let's go places. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so I go places all the time I mean, with like it. Like Walmart. I think <laughs> I got a dirt road all the way here. We're good. I think <laughs> I think it would depend on the situation. As far as going further, I think in a place like Moab or or a place like San Hollow, you would be able to accomplish more obstacles than yeah. you would. And then we get into rock crawling. When it comes to when it comes to overlanding, again, it, it gets down to what it is that you enjoy doing. Like right. Overlanding a majority of the overlanding stuff is going to end up being dirt roads. Yeah, but that's what that's that's the question. Yeah, that's and the from big... an from an overlanding perspective. Where's the disconnect between Jeep and Toyota? I, I think that the 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 thing is Jeeps are definitely more associated with the extreme off roading. Correct, yeah. I, and I would agree. And I think back to the Gladiator. I think that's their way of of not only continuing to have this the, awesome the best of both worlds. Yeah, but now you can go. Wait, I can own a Jeep, but I can build it out now to where it's not going to be so overweight and overloaded because now I've got a truck bed. Um, or, or <clears throat> yes, now you have a truck bed and the aftermarket support that allows you to put big axles, big tires, right? everything that's needed to yeah. build that thing up. And, and let's face it, like it's real easy to put 40s on a Gladiator. 
Yeah. It's well, really hard to put 34s <laughs> on a Here's, But here's one thing I will say about both platforms, and I think this is tried and true for both of them, is that you look at the Tacoma, for example, or the Forerunner, and you look at the JK, they stayed the same for so long. Oh, yeah. You see, you look at all these other manufacturers that every three years or four years or five years, they're changing, changing their up. body styles yeah. and their motors. Like, if you're, yeah, if your question is Jeep Toyota goes, or Jeep. They still sold all of them. Right. But what I'm saying <laughs> is these are both really awesome platforms to start. Yeah. Whether you're overlanding or going into rock crawling, um, you, I mean, you made a great choice, Dalton, on a Forerunner. I mean, you can't really go wrong with those. For overlanding, I mean, I think it's that's a killer platform. Oh, it you is. Have a, it a is. Very, very and the one we built was rig. awesome. Yeah. So, if, yeah. Dalton, if you if you are listening and you haven't seen it, go to our YouTube channel. Go. It's I don't know what it was. The we didn't name it, but we, we did a Forerunner build, and it's awesome. What was it a 2017? Yeah, yeah and 30, it was it was 35. a really cool, cool build. It yeah. was a good looking. Uh, <clears throat> and we're trying to. Rig. We're trying to cater to that too. I mean, me jumping on the off-road side and being a Toyota guy, we're, we're trying to diversify and not just bring content for just Jeep only because there is market. I mean, there is a, a big market for both sides of the oh, industry. Yeah. No, so, for sure. And, and I think as far as people, like y- you've, you've got the two people right here that kind of personify everything that we're discussing right now. Right. I think in, in as far as – and. Ash is by no means, he's had all kinds of extreme wheeling and experience in the past. Like, And it's a real tough one when you're like, okay, well, I've got this rig that has all my camping gear on it. Do I really want to go do these gnarly trails? So that, exactly. That brings up a very interesting topic because I've had several people ask me before, like, why, why are you building that rig when before you had, you know, one tons, 40s, full XO cage? I mean, you beat the crap out of everything you owned. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that I only use my pickup now just as a base camp application right. because I ride motorcycles or UTVs side by sides. So if I want to go beat on something, I'll choose, you know, the side by side or the dirt bike or the adventure bike. So just having the pickup to get me to a base camp, I'm not really extreme off roading. Like I may go right. over some washboards and Kelly right. humps and get into your average joke campsite. Granted, I do want to get deeper than a Subaru. But, you know, I... <laughs> Don't be bashing on Subarus, Ashford. Yeah, I mean, Tacoma's not far from it. <laughs> but, but you know, it's a it's a vehicle. And another thing, that interesting topic, is price point. That's the one thing that drew me towards the Tacoma, was right, I could yeah. get a TRD off-road that had a lot of good quality drivetrain. I knew it was going to have good an extremely shocks. good, you know, shock package, good drivetrain, good um, resale value. Mm-hmm it's going to hold up to what I put it through. And I was able to get into it below 35K. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, about these two platforms, first of all, you could have the same conversation with Ford versus Ram. I mean... Oh, we're going to have the same conversation (laughs) with Bronco versus Jeep. So it's a a common conversation. Because that's where that that conversation of stock to stock... Exactly. That whole... But what I... It gets gets convoluted, but... What I do like to see though is you're starting to see people like um overland expedition all all these other manufacturers start popping up now that are toyota specific and that's grown i think significantly over the last couple years where you're starting to see more companies that are specializing kind of like companies that specialize in i don't i don't know that that's necessarily true they've been there forever 
Toyota specific companies. It's just uh, you know that that platform in particular. It, this is this is a battle for the ages. Like we'll, they'll still be talking about this twenty, thirty years from now. I have I no doubt. But uh, you know the the amount of support that there is for the Tacoma Toyota platform, and 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 not just Tacoma. I, I say Tacoma because that seems to be the most accessorized platform on the Toyota side. I mean, obviously you have a Tundra. They do stuff for the Tundra. They do stuff for the Land Cruisers. They do stuff for the uh, the FJ, Forerunner. I mean, there's Forerunner. Right. You know, there's there's a lot of them, but yeah, like Toyota, Tacoma specific companies. There are a lot of them. No, I'm not. Yeah, I I know there's there's a lot, but I th- I feel like it seems like there's more and more popping up. Mm-hmm. One one thing that you brought up that kind of sparked something in me is the Bronco, and it it really speaks volumes that jeep has really stayed true to its core oh yeah when you look at like toyota back in the 70s and 80s they were very raw they were very rugged solid axled Mm -hmm. they were very you know neck to neck with jeep at the time same with broncos i mean you you look at the mid 70s if i had to choose an off-road rig in the mid 70s right 70s i'd go with a bronco ford nine inch dana 44 radius armed It, it was a killer setup right but Jeep's the only one today that offers a trail-capable rig that was just, if not far more capable than it was before. And mm-hmm. then you have the Bronco and the Tacoma and the Forerunner that are now glorified cars right. with a rear so, locker. Well, and, and really, y- y- there have been leaps and bounds made. Like, we, we haven't even talked about the fact that the Toyota platform's IFS. But there have been leaps and bounds in the capabilities of IFS vehicles. And I, and I think that's, yeah. not to get off topic, that's where that Bronco is really going to shine. And and that all mm-hmm. comes from, you know, you figure that the motorsports industry and the way everyone's pushing it. You know, trophy trucks, Ultra 4 rigs, everybody's starting to get the, um, the travel numbers worked out on what they got to do with these IFS rigs to get them to be as capable as a straight axle. And, uh, but it's a smoother just, ride. Yeah, a smoother ride, because it'll 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 end up sm- evening things out from side to side on the vehicle. Yeah. Well, Dalton, <laughs> you're probably more confused now than you were before. <laughs> That's hey. a, I got a Toyota guy over here telling you to get a Jeep. <laughs> but it sounds like you're on the right path. I mean, you got a Forerunner. You're running awesome quality products. You got Old May of the Emu up front. You're yep. running Icon stuff in the rear. Um, hopefully, you guys, uh, if you need any help, reach out to us. We'd I want to see it. Uh, Send pictures. Yeah, shoot us some you know, photos. At, at the end of the day, they all have four tires, and it's about going out and adventuring with your family and having it a good It really time. is. It doesn't matter if you're in a Jeep or a Ford or a Dodge or anything. If you no. can get to the spots you're wanting to go. Get off the couch. Just go out and enjoy it. Go so make some memories. We do appreciate you sending in your question. Hopefully, we answer that at, at some point during we, this we podcast. We have his address. Yeah, we're sending him a. Yeah, that's such an in-depth question too. It like is. We could go it's so I, it goes so deep on this between. Uh, it's a never-ending topic. Yeah, it's no, no I mean it's it's actually pretty simple. Jeeps are awesome. Jeeps. You should sell the Forerunner <laughs> and get a Jeep. I, I saw this coming. You <laughs> can <laughs> sell your uh, Toyota and get your money back. Do they have a do they have a You will get your money back out of TRD it because it's a Toyota, but e? you're gonna you're gonna make TRD more memories e? with yeah, the is there, there is, is there a Tacoma T R D E? There is a, a little rumor that a, they're coming out with turdy? an electric yeah, Tacoma turdy. 
turdy. To make up for the four by E. Yeah. yeah. The Jeep's got. I mean, trying, they, won, they won in on that. <laughs> they went in, in on that action. Yeah, maybe Jeep wanted in on Toyota's Prius action. No, we <laughs> you developed just, it we first. We just made it cool. Look where you started, Dalton. <laughs> we just made it cool. We're going to cut the I'm camera, and I... we're going to get to uh, some boxing here shortly. Wrestling. <laughs> I appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, submit your questions to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Take a screenshot of your review. Send it to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. We'll send you something in the mail. I want to I want to see your... Uh, your forerunner, Mr. Shoot, King. Shoot some, some photos over. I don't know where you're located, but if you're anywhere near Spokane, Washington, swing by the shop. Maybe we'll have you on the episode. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? That'd be cool. You never know. Anyways, much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next time on America's Off-Road Podcast. Booyah. I was waiting for the booyah. <laughs> see you guys.